Hello, Raphael. How are you? Doing great, Yvonne. How about you? I am so amazing. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. <laughs> okay. I believe you. I really you do. You believe me this time. I'm so happy. <laughs> so we're here at WCI 2023, and we're doing live podcasting. What Exciting do you think? Exciting stuff. I'm loving it. We're meeting such wonderful folks. We're learning so much. Right, it really is. This is so incredible. And I am so excited to introduce our next guest. This is one of my favorite people, and I'm just meeting this other gentleman for the first time. Catherine Benavides, welcome. Art Nunez, welcome. Welcome. Catherine, so great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so Looking good to forward see you. To it. Yeah, we are too. I missed you at the Texas Workers' Con Conference. Yep. Didn't I? You yep. did. We were both there, yeah. and I was looking for I had you to everywhere. Come meet yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, thanks for coming to the Florida Work Comp Conference, the WCI conference. So, let's start off with. So, this is a conference, and we're we're live podcast podcasting, and. These are shorter than our normal episodes, so we're not going to get into some of the meaty stuff that we normally would talking to you, but so what brings you to this conference and, and what are your goals? Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, you know, IMO actually is celebrating injury management organization, IMO, celebrating its 33 years. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so it's always our goal to keep exploring, you know, being innovative, looking out of the box. Congrats on 33 areas. years. Thank Holy you. cow. Thank you. We're excited about that. And so Florida is one of the states that we're certified in to do all of our services in terms of case management, managed care, utilization review, bill review, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, in Texas, as you both know, IMO is we organically grew our healthcare network. And our healthcare network, it was a big, it was a big undertaking to do that almost 13 years ago now. It's been built. Um, and obviously other states do networks differently mm -hmm. in terms of PPOs. You know, PPOs don't exist in Texas. They're illegal now. You have to be an HCN in order for a carrier to contract services mm -hmm. out with you. But we are really the only, I'm going to say, organically grown healthcare network owned by a woman-owned business. Probably in the, probably maybe even in the U.S. I don't yeah. know. So two things. Let's stop for a second. So what do you mean by organically grown? What do you What do you mean by that? Meaning that we don't outsource anything. When we built our network, we didn't outsource a PPO or a provider panel. Mm -hmm. We organically grew the network. We directly credentialed and contracted our providers. So we have control over the contracts with mm -hmm. the providers. I think we have almost 8,000 providers in the state of Texas. Wow. The Texas is unique to Texas, you know, the HCN, the 1305. But we're a top performer in TDI. Uh, I think last year, September, we had 99% return to work. Yeah. And so wow. many of our clients in the network are cities. So we deal with a lot of first responders. Uh -huh. And we manage all kinds of cases. But uh, reality is... We're, you know, we're excited about our network. And that network then becomes kind of like the, the I'm going to say, the nucleus of those other services, utilization review, you know, uh, case management, medical bill review. And it's those services that then become the measurable objectives of looking at the providers. Are they following evidence-based practice per contract? How are they billing? And then we have, particularly, we... we get a reduction of a Texas fee schedule, but those savings go directly to the carrier. So the savings that our carrier clients receive are, are pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. 
and we handle several of the cities, uh, the big cities in the state of Texas. And so we're always wanting to explore your question, what are yes. we doing here? Unfortunately, there's not that many topics about networks, you know, here in Florida, or it may not be of an interest of the topic, but we're interested to see what other people are doing and uh, how the different states work within the pandemic. Because you said you're certified, like you know, your network is certified to do business in Florida. So that's awesome. So you're yes. here to connect and yes. raise awareness. So that falls onto your bucket, right? Because you're marketing. Absolutely. So, always looking for the next opportunity build those relationships. Awesome, awesome. So again, so you're here to connect, you're here to raise awareness. Any other goals at the conference that you're pushing towards? Well, mainly to just um, get our name out there, you know, in terms of let people see that we're here. Um, we are, I'm on the board of Kids Chance of Texas, and I know there's a lot of activity going on with the different Kids Chance. I was meeting with the Kids Chance of America, right. a couple of the board members here. Right. So I always want to see what's going on with the different Kids Chance. We're having our golf tournament October 23rd. Anybody that wants to play golf, right. come see us in, in Texas, Texas. In the Texas um, Kids Chance. Awesome. Yeah. So, Gosh, um, so many things I want to talk to you about. So, Catherine, we haven't known each other all that long, but we had an instant connection when we did meet. And um, you've come to Comp Loudy before, and you've supported. You've been such a big supporter of me. I really appreciate that. We had our um, so one of the things we've been busy with. We talked about we've been busy since we got here. Mm -hmm. We had the Give Kids the World right. um, Volunteering Day and Service Day. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, um, Catherine. Made a generous donation again um, on my personal fundraising page. So, thank you so much for that. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And that's what I'm saying. That's the, I just, um, we had an instant connection. So I really yes. appreciate that. And um, I love uh, connecting with you whenever I can. But let's talk about now some of the things you just chatted about. Mm -hmm. So you're yeah. celebrating 33 years with injury management organization, but as a woman owned business, right. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to talk about that a little bit. So what has it been like for 33 years? That's, that's really something. Thank you. It's been exciting. Uh, it's been quite challenging. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you think about managed care, you know, we can kind of look at that as a kind of an umbrella term, managed care. Sure. But out there, there's usually managed care that's owned by, you know, the corporate America, the national vendors or the carriers, TPAs that may have them. And as I mentioned, we're, we probably are maybe one of, I'm going to say less than a percent probably of owning the business and still having that control. We most recently had an experience where it was a national um, distribution company that um, was working with a national TPA um, and carrier, and they've asked the company to um, carve out Texas and utilize IMO for its healthcare network and its managed care services. And in that experience, it was, you know, we want to use IMO because of their tenure and their credibility, um, but also because they, they, they promote uh, diversity. And, and I think this company that had been using the national vendors for so long really recognized that they didn't have that. Hmm. And they helped promote that through kind of bursting the bubble of encouraging a pretty big carrier mm -hmm. um, nationally to work with us as mm -hmm. a healthcare network for this particular policyholder. So we were very excited about that. But it's unusual to, to, to kind of, you know, to your question, challenging in the sense that you're really fighting up against a lot of different market um, demands or cultures out there, you know, in terms of wanting to carriers that say they can do it all because they're all interfaced. And 
they want to go with the national vendors because it's just easier. Um, the premiums are more, you know, better because it hits or kind of meets the mark of benchmarking for all of the services being covered under their premiums. But in reality, the results and the outcomes of what IMO has been able to portray um, from year to year on our report cards with the network and just our tenure has been pretty amazing. And I think people are kind of realizing they can get better services, better customer service, and reliable outcomes, mm -hmm. you know, to work with them and a company that may be a, a lot more agile. Mm -hmm. But the question about women-owned business, you know, the statistics kind of say, and kind of looking at this, it's, it's exciting, but also kind of something that we we kind of just don't even think about, but 42% of all U.S. businesses are owned by women. That's that's amazing. That is a lot. You're not kidding. And it's growing. Uh, minority women have been crushing the entrepreneurship game, and it seems to be the Gen X uh, population with maybe 90% being the baby boomers, <laughs> like myself, who's in the still in the industry and you know, plan to still be in it for a while, right? So, no offense, guys, but I'm going to go down this uh, path a little bit here. But um, I have I have been a previous business owner. I want to say that that says something about, you know, it takes a lot to run a business, particularly a small business. Some people think like, oh, you know, you just file a little certificate and, you know, file with the state and that's all there is to it. It's a lot. There's a lot to do with running a small business. How many employees do you have? Uh, less than 60. So that's a good amount. Yeah. I had a, a business where I had, uh, at any one given time, maybe 10 yeah. with part-time workers. It's a lot. You know, the taxes you have to file, the paperwork you have to keep up with, and, and you know, dealing with customers and customer complaints and having a process to deal with all that stuff. It's a lot. Yeah. So I wonder, I mean, it's very interesting to me that 42% of the businesses are owned by women. I wonder I wonder what that says. Well, and, and really what size of those businesses. It could be, like you said, the 10, the 15. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually probably have ranged anywhere from maybe 30 to 70 employees. But, but obviously in Texas, you know, yeah. we've had the offices in Houston and San Antonio mm -hmm. and um, Dallas. You know, they're in Plano, Texas is our corporate office. Um, and we, we believe in making sure that there's offices and presence because we sure. work with so many of the cities. And that, so you, you need to be there in the city working with them. But that I mean, there's a high percentage. Yeah, absolutely. it's a, it's a definitely a high percentage. So, what are some of the other challenges? Talk about some of the other challenges that you've had. It's like in the early years. So you're you're celebrating 33 years. Again, yeah. kudos on that. That's that's an amazing accomplishment. But what are some of the challenges you had? You had you and I have talked about this, and so I know some of it. But talk about the early years. What it was like starting out that many years ago and oh, going gosh. through some of the ups and downs that I know that you've had to endure. I would say that one of the bigger challenges are the promises or the request to be a part of the affirmative um, percentage in a bid process to meet their minority status in the bid process. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, some of these bids, as you are aware, ask for like 13%, 25% or whatever. And then you'd get requested and you'd submit all this information and it was just the potential intention mm. of trying to pursue and using us for the intention purposes, but not really once the award right, happens, yeah. oh, wow. you then get kind of dropped off. That was one of my biggest things. Wow. I, I kept thinking, why? I'm like, I mean, I'm 100% Hispanic, right? Spaniard right. blood in me, you know, from my dad's side. But the reality is it's like we're probably, our outcomes and our reliability are so amazing 
that you know I kept I never really sold so much about the minority status it was more of our results and our outcomes uses for our results yeah and I think now as a result of that our growth I think you know the players or the buyers if you will take a look at that mate and, and they recognize that that's more important um, so that was one of my biggest challenges um, but you know I mean over the course of the last probably five years it has been more of an interest trying to uh, companies out there trying to work with diversity companies. You know, you kind of have seen it where people are more yeah. in, in that where they want to utilize small or companies that are uh, minority owned. Um, so I would I would say that I would think that the challenge of, of COVID really wasn't a challenge for us. I mean, we were ready to go. We were already doing remote prior to COVID. And we had already established a telehealth, a telemed uh, program for our cases, you know. So we had a physician, standing orders with nurses, mm -hmm. and we already had a telehealth program doing that. One of the things that we're doing now, and it's growing quite a bit, is a 24-7 coverage, which is an EN telemed, it's an early intervention telemed program. So challenges kind of brings opportunities you mm. know to your question it seems like every time a challenge would happen Absolutely. an opportunity would occur we like we would get with our leaders at IMO and say okay what can we do to build this it's like our liability medical assessments yeah. or things that we're doing that are challenges for our industry we have stepped up to the plate and we've been agile and we've been proactive in terms of developing new services for them to meet the needs. Which okay. is part of a small business, you know, yes. being able yeah. to do that where yes. you don't have those layers. Absolutely right. Well, right. I wanted to Move ask to you, there's so many things I want to go down, but I also want to ask um, Art, so how are you utilizing this, you know, a, a, to me that's a, this really sets the company apart. The fact that it's woman owned, um, the things that I know about Catherine, the things that I know that she's done, uh, the fact she's been doing it for 33 years, how do you utilize that stuff in your in your marketing about the company all day long. <laughs> smart guy smart all guy day yeah. long. i mean it's it's not so much because it's a easy sell yeah it's the truth yeah yeah to be able to know that i can confidently say something yes it's very you know awarding for me and then obviously the reciprocation you know if they we get the business you know they know that it's everything art said was true right you know right we're gonna have hiccups absolutely but it's how we fix that's those well that's how you grow and that's absolutely. how you get stronger so the other thing that i know that i want to sort of bring into this then we're gonna to have to wrap is that i know that you were instrumental um in starting the young risk professionals group mm -hmm. and so talk to us a little bit about that We've, we interviewed clarissa last mm -hmm. year yes amazing young and now woman. she's the chairwoman for yrp mm -hmm. oh my goodness in my office it, it's kind of uh special to me because my daughter rachel capua uh, Dr. Capua, she's now um, a dean of a university, but she was working with me for about four years, mm -hmm. and she started YRP with a few other, you know, small group that are all kind of out in the industry mm -hmm. still, but yeah, she started it, and you know, just like our industry does try, even still today, um, try to get the younger professional in the door and around our yes, tables, yes. and you know, it, it's interesting how the paradigm shift occurred, because when Rachel started that, that was many years ago i'm going to say maybe 2013 2014 when it first started that's not all that long ago and now, <laughs> in our have, lives. now we've got yrps in many different states i right? know that's awesome like crazy. do we have anything so, in florida yet 
I'm not sure about We're going to have to get Florida going. Yeah. Huh? That would be great. Yeah, because Mr. Gonzalez I mean, here. Yeah, Mr. Gonzalez here has some strong ties to several universities, and yes, so we'll have to we'll good. have to get serious about that here yeah. this next year. That would be great. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Young Earth professionals are very active in Texas and Chicago, and I mean they're just they're in several states now. And each city has their chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember talking to Clarissa about that, and she, wonderful woman. So she, the way we met Clarissa is I was at the, um, I'm going to forget the name, flub the name of the, the conference, but it was Melissa Steggers Conference, Higher mm-hmm. Education. Higher education. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And yeah. so Clarissa, I was, I, so Work Home Central handles the um, CEs for a portion of that. And so I was there representing Work Home Central doing the CE thing. And this wonderful young woman comes up and, you know, thrusts her hand in my face and says, hi, I am Clarissa Adley. And anyway, I was impressed by her from the very first. And um, that's how I got to know Clarissa and about young risk professionals. I didn't didn't know about it before that. So anyway, I'm so um, happy that we got to interview her last year. We got to meet her. And anyway, I'm talking and it's like time to wrap. So, Ralph, last question. Love you. Thank you. Love you too. You're so awesome. You're such an example for all of us. You're such a mentor. You mean a great deal for all of us who've been watching you for a while Mm -hmm. and who have gotten the opportunity to meet you and to be with you. You're just you're awesome. You really are. You make our industry better. And I and I love what you're doing because small businesses, man, they can do anything and usually better. And you're perfect proof of that. Mm-hmm. You're providing your clients the service, mm-hmm. yes. you know, the, the attention. Yes. And that's exactly what this is all about. It's always been about, right? Yes. So I, I love you and I love what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I want to say something to you guys. Uh-oh. What you just did was healthy leadership, mentorship, what you just said to me, and I appreciate every word Absolutely. of it. But Absolutely. you guys, both of you, Yvonne, love heart. Yeah. Yvonne's got a wonderful heart, but you do too. And the reality is of what you're doing with these podcasts, and I listen to them, is that y'all do this. You pour into this leadership, this healthy leadership. So thank you, both of you, for Aww. just doing such a great Love job. Love you. Love thank you. you so much. This has been fun. Again, we could go for so long, and we will. Yes. We'll have to have you out on for a full episode because we have lots to talk about. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate well, it. Well, enjoy the rest of your time here at the conference. Great Absolutely. to meet you, Art. Thank you, Catherine. And like we always like to say to our Texas friends, hasta luego. Right back at you.